You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One who has come in order to give us a signal for our sending, but also a signal for our receiving. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July, and as you're thinking, sort of in that mode of the beginning of the American nation, as you begin to think about the beginnings of the United States, I'm going to throw a name that will all of a sudden bring a story into your mind. I'm going to throw this name out there. Are you ready for it? Paul Revere. Now, as soon as I said Paul Revere, things came to your mind. Probably a horse. Maybe some lanterns. And probably this guy who's dressed in one of those silly three-pointed hats that nobody seems to wear anymore, even though, well, they're really cool, aren't they? Paul Revere known for his part in our nation's revolution, our nation's independence war that we fought, in that he had a signal that he was going to send out to all of the other colonialists that were around him. If the British were coming by sea or if they were coming by land, there was one lantern or two lanterns that were put into the steeple of this church and then from that he went on his horse and he rode around telling people maybe that the English were coming because we're not really sure the the actual history there and the poem by the same name well they seem to kind of get conflated over the years but it's a story of having a message to bring having a message to send out to people, an important message. That important message for Paul Revere was the message that was going to mean life or death for some people. It was a message that was going to mean the ability to construct military strategy. It was a ability, a signal that people could use in order to understand when it was time to go and like that story there's a lot in our readings for today that have to do with this sort of sense of an understanding of when we are sent and when we are to receive a message that is being sent there's this sort of season in our lives that we can recognize that at some point well we, we do have a message to bring to people And maybe that message is is the message of Christ. Maybe that message is the message of who Jesus is. Maybe that message is something else. 
But you know what it's like to have a message that it is for you to send. Maybe your message is simply an email that you know that you have to write later on. Maybe that message is something that you have to sit down with somebody and you have to have a difficult conversation with them. Maybe that message is something completely different, but you realize that there's kind of that season in your life when you have that, where you have this moment of sending, where I need to get this off of my chest. I need to talk to somebody about this. I need to send this message. And likewise, there are seasons of our lives where we know that there's a moment where we are called upon to receive a message. And so often, that one seems to be, in some ways, a little bit even more difficult for us to, to recognize where, when it's time for us to just, well, not talk and to just sit there and to say, okay, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm, I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to receive. Well, that sending and receiving season those are, are different times in our lives, and they show up in these readings. Show up in this reading where God comes to Ezekiel. And God arrives to Ezekiel, and, and God sends his spirit into Ezekiel. And Ezekiel knows that it's time at that moment to receive. It seems like Ezekiel knows that it's a time for that moment to receive because the Spirit of God brings him up on his feet. Now, I wish that, that God still kind of worked like that for us. You know, it, it still kind of does because, well, when it was time for the gospel reading to be read, you all got up on your feet. And that was the Holy Spirit at work through what we do here. There's moments where we understand, okay, this is something for me to, to hear. This is something for me to listen to. This is something important for me to grasp. This is God's one lantern or two. There's that moment where we go, okay, there, there's God's talking. And sometimes that's you know, a, a moment when we're in prayer, sometimes that's a moment when we're reading the scriptures, sometimes that's a moment when something else is happening in our lives, and, but we recognize that there's that moment that the Holy Spirit is working in us and we're receiving. And the funny thing about the receiving is that the receiving usually is followed up by a season of sending. I mean, we're talking about seasons of hope, and so it makes sense that with a season, there are seasons that follow other seasons. And so there's seasons of receiving, and then those usually turn into seasons of sending. And to that, we also have a little bit of, well, I want to push away from the table. You know, first of all, a lot of us don't get to the season of sending because, well, we don't like the season of receiving. A lot of us are, in fact, scared when somebody says, hey, God wants to send you on a mission because you go, oh, I haven't been listening. <laughs> it's like that moment when the professor calls upon you and asks for your opinion on what that professor has been talking about or what's been in the readings, and you go, oh, God, can you tell me what exactly it is that you want me to respond to? 
So sometimes our hesitancy to be sent comes from our hesitancy to actually receive, but sometimes our hesitancy to be sent comes from the fact of the message itself. That's the case for Ezekiel here as well. Ezekiel is being sent to this nation, and and, uh, interestingly, our, our our reading kind of cuts off at that point. If you want to read the rest of what God is saying to Ezekiel, he's giving him some news that isn't terribly good. He's saying, I, I'm going to have you go to these people and they are going to know that a prophet has been among them, but they maybe won't listen to you. But they'll still know that you were there. To which we're kind of like, I don't like that. Uh, no, and they, like if I, w- I want a message, and I want a message that somebody is going to receive. And so, why aren't they receiving my message? Well, the other day there was this guy who knocked on my door on Saturday morning at eight a.m. Yeah. Well, so the guy knocked on my door Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and he knew who, we, who he was talking to. He knew that he was talking to the father of some young kids because that's exactly the reason that he was there. Somehow he had found out from some demographic information that we had young kids living in our house, and he was there in order to sell us educational materials, he said. And so it made sense, you know, I I was kind of like, why are you here on Saturday morning at 8 a.m.? And then I answered my own question. I went, well, if you know that I'm a father of young kids, you know that Saturday morning at 8 a.m., I'm up. (laughs) And so he starts to tell me about the stuff that he's selling. Well, he actually doesn't tell me about the stuff that he's selling, which is first kind of the issue for me. He he starts telling me about my neighbors. He's like, hey, do you know these neighbors? And I'm like, yes, did you murder them? Why are you here? And, and he says, oh, well, you know, they, they bought from me too. And I was like, oh, okay, great. What are you selling? And, and he kept on kind of like pushing away how he was actually going to give me something that I could use. In fact, all of his pitch was about him. It was about who he was and, and what he was able and how he knew my neighbors and all of that. And yeah, so often, I think sometimes that's an issue that we have with our sending. That our sending sometimes comes about in a, uh, a sense where we're unable to recognize that the thing that's important for us is our message rather than ourselves. And so Jesus, in the gospel reading, he has this interesting moment where you know, he, he goes to his people and he, he's got a message and he's in his hometown and they won't receive his message. The reason that they won't receive his message, interestingly, is not because of the message itself. The message itself is a good message, but they won't receive it because of who he is. And so he has this sort of awkward moment where he's in his own hometown and people are like, ah, you know, you're, you're just Joseph's boy. 
And then from that, he has another interesting time. And that interesting time is a moment where he gathers his disciples together with him. And he, and he goes, hey, you know that amazing success that I just had with all of my people in Nazareth? That really successful moment that we just had a little bit ago where they basically ran me out on a rail and I marveled at how much they unbelieved in the stuff that I was saying. I'm sending you out on that same mission. Two by two and you don't get to take any stuff with you. And the disciples go, oh, goody. Because that's what we would say, right? That is what we say sometimes. You know, some, sometimes we say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go on this, this mission that God is sending me on because I haven't been listening. Uh, sometimes we say, I'm not going to go on this mission that God is sending me on because I have been listening. <laughs> because I do know that there's a possibility of failure here. I, I know that there's something here that, that might not work out. And I just, I don't like failure. which then puts us again at the center of what this is all about. Instead of it being about the message itself. And that's the important thing for us to remember in the midst of all of this is that we've got a message. We've got a signal that while we may get to play the role of Paul Revere, the important thing about Paul Revere's story is not Paul Revere. It's that Paul Revere has a message. It's that Paul Revere has a message that can save you. Paul Revere has a message that can get you to strategize. Paul Revere has a message that can let you know how the rest of your life is going to turn out if you're a colonialist. Now, if you're not a colonialist in here, I've got another guy who has a message for you. And that guy is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is sending that message into your hearts. And he's saying, I've got a signal for you. I've got a message for you. And that signal for you is the cross. And this cross is going to be able to save your life. This cross is going to be able to get you to a point where you can strategize around the rest of everything that's going to happen. This cross is going to tell you how your life is going to play out. We're in seasons of sending and seasons of receiving. But at the center of that, Christian, is a recognition of what's at the heart of both of those things. And what's at the heart of our receiving is the cross. And what's at the heart of our sending is the cross. Because everything is about the cross. It's about this good news that we have. That sin is defeated. That our sins can be forgiven. That we are included into God's revolutionary world 
that comes about because of that cross. And so whether you're in a season right now of receiving or a season of sending or whether you can see those things in the horizon, remember that at the center of all of those is that cross. So may you go into this week with the recognition that you are sent and the recognition that you are called to receive as well. But also the recognition that at the center of all of that is a cross that lets you know that you are loved. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Well,